Austin Robert. No, you're not. Well, I'm Austin Robert. I'm Noah and O'Brien. I'm Noah O'Brien, and you're watching Peaked, the number one podcast. Po- you're listening to Peaked, the number one podcast about Twin Peaks. You're not really. Spotify. Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. You're watching this on Spotify. Spotify Wrapped, coming out soon. Computer just broke. Hello. Hello. Hello, and Hello. welcome to Peaked. Welcome to Peaked. We just peaked the mic. No, we're not peaking the mic, actually. That's quite odd. Yeah. Hello. Okay, well, that's good. It's better. Just talk louder. Project. Oh, project. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, welcome to Peaked, the number one podcast about Twin Peaks by our own metric. Yeah, actually, I made that up. I'm a filthy liar. Yeah, we watched uh, episode five of uh, season one, which is also episode six. Don't worry about it. It's uh, Cooper's Dreams. Yeah, and this is my favorite episode so far for one reason. Reason being? I can't say it yet. It's near the end. Okay. You know it, though. I do know it. You know I know it. Multiple reasons, actually, but I'm going to keep the other part to myself. Interesting. It's Sherilyn Fenn, isn't it? No, it's actually Bobby, weirdly enough. The bisexuality is coming out. Bisexuality arc. Anyway, the director for this one was uh, one and only Leslie Linka Glatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she directed episodes of uh, Law & Order SVU. Cool. Mad Men. I actually don't know if my grandma loves that show. And Homeland. Um, I think my mom's watched that show. Good for her. And this was written by your favorite... My favorite writer of all time, Neil Gaiman. Mark Frost. Mark. Gross. You know what I think? About what? About Mark Frost. What do you think about Mark Frost? I think he probably chose those ugly green letters that we have to see in every episode. That was actually famously the one and only uh, Mr. Azek Chaktow. I don't know who that is, but he made a bad decision. I made him up. Okay, well, you're a liar. Always. Get rid of the green letters. Me? Are they in the return? I don't remember, yes. actually. You personally need to time travel back to 1991. 1989. 1989. And you need to go, David, buddy, it's me, your clone, Mr. Bryant. I need you to take these ugly green letters out now, or I can't do my job. Yeah, my, well, my first note for the episode is writing down, because you told me to write this down, green lettering growing on Austin. <laughs> it was growing on me. I think it was just the backdrop. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. This aired on the 10th of May, 1990, with uh, 17.3 million views in the United States. I don't know where my phone went. That's interesting. Oh, it, it is beside me. It's right there. Over on our secret table. Over on the secret table. Uh, keep uh, secret things. What secret things do we keep on? There? We keep uh, Mark Frost. We keep in a, we keep Mark Frost in a jar, and I sometimes I shake him. And, I just, and he goes whoa, 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 and then he vomits, and I laugh, and I shake him some more. <laughs> he sounds like that, and then I and then I laugh some more, and I go, "You like that, you little Marky boy?" Oh, I love it. And that's how he responds because he's choking on his own vomit. And then I uh, throw the jar against the wall and don't think about it for a couple of days. And uh, we have to do that every week. Yeah, and my cat keeps e- eating Mark Frost, but he's immortal, so the, so Mark doesn't die. He just lives on to swim in his own vomit in a jar. Yes. 
Macross is dead. I killed him. No, he's not. He's doing fine. Um, I'm trying to look something up. Vamp. Vamp for you. Okay, here's a little ob- advertisement for all of our listeners at home to encourage you to get your friends to listen. Do your friends have terrible insomnia? Do your friends keep their girlfriends up for four hours past the time they wanted to go sleep because they can't fall asleep and constantly need attention? Do your friends suffer from extreme caffeine addiction? Hi, I'm Austin Robert, and I've got the show for you. Anytime I can't sleep, I turn on an episode of Pete, and I pass out right away. You know why? Because I'm bored. And so is my co-host, Mr. Brian. Say hi. Hi. So basically, tell your friends, hey, buddy, is your girlfriend going to leave you because she can't sleep next to you? <laughs> Listen to Pete. I'm just trying to find... You want me to keep vamping? Yeah, keep vamping. Okay, here's a childhood antidote from me. Anecdote, you mean? <sighs> here's a childhood whatever that word is. Anecdote. Anecdote from me. Here's a childhood anecdote. Here's the child part. Here's a childhood anecdote from me. Michael Jackson. You remember him? Vaguely. Okay. Michael Jackson died. Was that a country star, right? No, he was the pop singer who uh, wrote famous song "Black and w- Black or White." Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Odd his, uh, discography. It was my favorite one as a kid. That and that's the one I think that had ke- uh, "Kid from Home Alone." What's his name? Uh, Something McCulky, uh in it and in the music video. It was great. It was my favorite. Michael Jackson's history album is my favorite album. Anyway, the story is 2009. I am six years old. You are seven years old. I am 16 going on 17. You are 18 going on 19. Uh, I was six years old. Good harmonizer. Thank you. And Michael Jackson died. Huge thing. Everybody cared about it except for me because I was six years old. Um, And I remember Michael Jackson died the day of. The teachers told us all, Michael Jackson's dead. We just found out Michael Jackson, the greatest singer from our childhood and our grandparents' childhood, dead. Dead as doornails. Uh, is that the expression? Dead as a doornail. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, and then at recess, some kid came up to me, and I was drinking Gatorade that my mom bought for me. And I didn't get Gatorade often, and the kid walked up to me, and he took my Gatorade out of my hand, and he threw it on the ground and it spilt everywhere because it didn't have the nipple cap. It just had a regular cap. And that was the real tragedy that day. That was the real tragedy that day. I'm still, I don't let people touch my drinks because I'm worried they're going to throw it on the ground. And then he shouted, this is for Michael Jackson. Fuck you. We were six. And then he walked away. And that's how I remember Michael Jackson died in 2009. Excellent. None of that is true, actually. I uh, true. made him all say that. Fine. That's, it is true. It was scripted. It's actually the first true thing I've said on the show. That might actually be true. <laughs> that actually might be true. Other than that time you said your address and I had to cut that. Uh, it's actually... Uh, <laughs> oh, we're losing you, Austin. What was that? <laughs> You're saying it was... <laughs> yes, my address is... <laughs> in Hamilton, Ontario. Shout out to Hamilton. Uh, anyway, I, I found what... I found, out what I, was, I found out what I was looking for. Oh, I can stop vamping? Yeah, we can. That's vamp. good, because I don't think I'm very good at it. <laughs> no, that's good. That was a good four minutes could, of content. I can do it some more. I love vamping. No. I uh, love when you let me off leash, and I can just do, just say whatever I want. Save it for the Riverdale episode. Oh, I love Riverdale. Anyway, this is what uh, Log Lady said in the rerun for this one. Oh, do tell. <clears throat> yes. What? No, I'm still confused. Never mind. Keep vamping. 
Dead air. Dead air. We got some dead air on the podcast today. Let's see here. Um, What's a good story? One time, uh, fun story about me. I love men. I love their uh, their body parts. Uh, and I want their body parts to um, uh, have a sword fight with my body parts. <laughs> and um, I never told anyone this in high school. And one time I was telling my dad, I also love women and I want their body parts to get impaled by my body parts. And one time in high school, my dad and I were in the McDonald's drive-thru and I was telling about this girl I liked who, I'm still going. No, you don't have to vamp anymore, so it's okay. I like this story. Too bad. Remember for next time you have to vamp. Anyways, turns out last week I read the thing for this week. Mm-hmm. So I just won't read one this week and then I'll read one next time. That's fine. Can I quickly finish no. the story? Give us money if you want it. Or get more listens. I still want to write smut for you guys, but you're not giving me enough listens. Give me more listens and I'll write smut for you. You sound like Shane Dawson. I did not. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I think that was something he offered to do. No. Anyway, you liked the green lettering this time around. I feel like I did tell you to write that down because you wrote it down and wrote down specifically that I asked you to turn it down. But in my brain, I'm still saying no. Okay, we'll get you around on it eventually. Anyway, we uh, we start in the Great Northern. Mm-hmm, my favorite hotel. And very Coop- loud. Very loud because the Icelandic people are here, the new investors. Yeah, no comment about those Icelandic people. Uh, Cooper's not a fan of the lack of quiet. Yep, he's uh, talking to my good friend Diane about it. You got really excited? I was really excited because I, I, I always feel like whenever she's in an episode, I go... Diane wasn't in this episode, and then Noah points out that she was, and I just wasn't paying attention. We have been Diane-less for a good, like, episode or two, I think. Yeah, which is very upsetting to me, because she's my favorite character. Yes, indeed, she's very good. Uh, all I wrote here is Angie Cooper. Uh, he's he's asking for uh, Diane for earplugs. Yeah, Overnight Express. Overnight Express, and then I said, well, is he... I said, how is he going to get them Overnight Express if it's a tape? And you said to me... I don't remember. You told me that he's going to overnight express the tape. And I said, well, then the earplugs aren't getting there overnight because he has to wait two days. Still, though, like he he just wants them as soon as possible. Right. I guess that's true. So that uh, confirmed me that Diane is a person. Maybe. Um, (laughs) He doesn't even know about the dog yet, gang. The dog? Is Diane a dog? Never mind. Is Diane a dog? No, I'm just lying with you. I'm just playing with you. One might play with a dog. You are the green lettering. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means I have character. I also just wrote Audrey flirting. With yeah. who or when or why? With, I don't uh, know. With Koopy. She was hitting on Coop. Or no, wait. Are you talking about the scene where she's trying to get a job at? No. Okay. She was flirting with Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I have Ben and Jerry talking. Yeah. Uh, about the Icelandic investors. Ben's mad. Did we tell them that we watched this episode like four days ago? We did watch this episode four days ago. Yeah, and we ran out of time to record it. So this yeah. is... Mr. Brian had to go watch Glass Onion. This is... Vi- I did, actually. Very good movie. I uh, had to do this based on... We're doing this based on my notes and, I guess, our memory. And I think I remember more than you for the first time ever. Which is weird, because I've watched this twice. Yeah, and I, I've just been patient. You know what I did this weekend? What? I sat there like Diane the dog and just waited for you to get home so we could record this. We don't live together. Yeah, no, we don't live together. I don't know why I said get home, but here you are, home. I am an honorary roommate. Yeah, you are. If you wanna if you text me at like four in the morning like I need a place to stay, I would just I would just let you in. At 
Yeah, no thank question. you. Even if you were like covered in blood and you could very clearly tell that you had just gone back in time to murder Michael Jackson's like kid would dump my Gatorade on the ground, I'd still let you in. I was actually that kid. <sighs> you lived in Oshawa? <laughs> no, I uh I'm mentally okay, thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um that's some uh Ontario humor for you. <laughs> Oshawa sucks. Yeah. Um, Hi, Dad. He told me he'd listen after he got home from work. This episode isn't out yet, but he's probably listening to one of them. This episode is brought to you by Austin's Dad. Yeah. Shout out to my dear old friend, uh, Roger. You're the man. Roger. His name is Chris, actually. I'm lying. It's it's actually Roger. It's actually Roger. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Jerry's in love with an Icelandic giantess. Yes. I'm not sure if you caught that. No. He's in love with her. Why? I don't know. She's tall. Is that why he says the funny thing in his funny little voice? Probably. You he also funny she gave him a huge lamb leg as a gift. I like that. Do you remember what he said? He says a lot of things. So in, no. this, in this episode, he said something about someone, and we both laughed hysterically. And then I can't remember what it is. I don't remember either. Well, there you go. Um. Anyway. Uh, Jerry wants to take them to one-eyed, the Icelandic kings to one-eyed jacks. Yeah. Because why not bribe them with hookers? Prostitutes, my favorite. Yeah. Um, sex and gambling. It gets people to do what you want. a little thing to mention here. Am I allowed? Do I have permission? Thank you, Father. (laughs) So, when I was, uh, 14, I worked in a restaurant and I got tip out. And one time, uh, one of my friends... Uh, asked me what I was going to do with my tip out, and I very loudly screamed, uh, cocaine and uh, cocaine and hookers, very loudly. And then both my managers and my dad, because I worked with my dad at the time, walked out of the manager office and just gave me death glares. And that's my story. Very good. Uh, Leland shows up at the Great Northern looking very confused. He's just like, well, I, uh, I heard the new clients were here. Because uh, yeah. remember, he is their lawyer. lawyer, which I just found out for the first time. It was probably mentioned, but I just found out for the first time in this episode. Yeah. And now it's ingrained in my memory because Austin can learn. Austin's learning. And they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, much like the old dog, Diane. Is Diane a dog or not? Because I hate dogs, but I love Diane. So if Diane's a dog, I have to hate Diane. Or you could just love the dog. No, I can't do that. Love is stronger than hate, Austin. Yeah, but I really hate dogs. Uh, Speak on that. I just, I'm joking, actually. Don't. Anyway, me. we go. We go to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're not a visual medium there. I just gave him a very weird we look. Should though. We should just record video. I don't look good. It uh, adds look, thirty pounds to me. No, you look great. But we could get a little table and we could get a little set and we could put green lettering with the name of the show. That's cute, but we don't have the money for that. Well, I already have a little table. He has a little table. I have a little table. We could have a little setup. Anyway, they're at Jacques. We cut to Jacques' apartment because mm-hmm. they're going through Jacques' stuff. Jacques Renault. Um, Coop shows up. He looks tired. Harry Truman says, line of the show right here. Do you remember this? No. He says, you look a little peaked. Oh, just like us, for <laughs> real. Hey, uh, can I tell you something? What? Sweetheart? Yeah. Love my life? Yeah. Darling? Yeah. Little thing? Yeah. Baby boy? Yeah. You look positively peaked today. Thanks. I didn't sleep at all. You also looked peaked. Are you hitting on me? Are you hitting on me? Are you hitting on me? Are you hitting? This <laughs> show is over. Wow. That scene, guys. That's scene. called flirting 101. Yeah, that's called acting. 
the blood on the shirt, Leland's, not Leland's shirt, Leo's shirt, mm-hmm. different L name. Leo's shirt uh, was not Laura's. It's confirmed to be Jacques' blood. Thought. Because he murdered Jacques. No, he didn't. He murdered the other Renault, Bernard. Then how did he get Jacques' blood on his shirt? I don't know. That's why I'm asking for your thoughts. Oh, now I'm just confused and in pain. How do you think he did? I don't know, but I don't like mysteries. We've well established that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't like not having the answers. The reason this was my favorite episode is because somebody got something bad happened to them, which we'll get to. Yeah. Can I say it? No. My favorite character injured somebody with a gun. Me when I injure a man with a gum. You just said it was a man. We weren't supposed to give that away yet. I also said a gum. A gum. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Carry on. Cooper finds flesh world in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he gets Harry to give him a boost so he can grab it. Uh, they look through <laughs> it. They, fi- they find a uh, picture of Leo's truck in the magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is weird and suspicious. And then that's how they... why his truck was in the magazine. There's also a... Is this one... Or is Laura showing up later? Uh, Okay, so continuing my story from earlier, my dad and I, a little gay boy who was 14, were in the McDonald's drive-thru. And I was complaining about this girl who I was very interested in and was seeing casually because this girl had told me that she can no longer see me because her dad... I, I have autism, just to clarify. Because her dad won't I let... Yeah, I think they got that. I think they got that I have something wrong with me. Uh, her dad told her that she can't date no little R-word boy. And then I told my dad that, and instead of being like, oh, buddy, that's awful, I'm so sorry, he went, well, you know I'd be okay if you wanted to date boys, too. And I was like, well, the point is that I can't date girls because I'm, R- I'm I'm a little R-word boy. And that's my, my, so that was my it's less funny than I thought it was. Okay, here, here, I'm gonna go go away now. Here's the rem- here, I'm done. I'm done vamping. Here's 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 the remote. Here's no. Can you take the remote? Can you take the Can you take the controller back, please? Can you take it? Can you, can, can you can you take it? Can you take it back? <laughs> Your hand got really sweaty near the end there. Sorry that happened to you. Genuinely, as a friend, is it I, funny? Kind of, but I'm just. Uh, I mostly feel bad. Oh. Um. Well, I thought it was funny at the time. Uh, they used the picture of Leo's truck to transition to Leo's house, the Johnson household. Bopper and Shelly are still doing gun play, role play. Which is super sexy, by the way. I would never let it happen in real life because I'm scared of everything, but it was super hot in the show. Yeah, and they're talking about what would happen if Leo walked in. As that happens, somebody shows up. Yeah, and who is it? Do you remember? No, that's why I said, who is it? Do you remember? <laughs> who is it? Is it Leo? No. Is it? That's the guy. It's Andy. Yay, Andy! You remember Andy and you love Andy. I know who Andy is. That's for sure. The cop. Oh, the stupid one? Yeah. Who has a crush on Lucy? Yep. Or is presumably dating Lucy? Yep. Or something? Yep. Don't really know what's going on there. Yep. Don't like it, though. That's my girl. Lay off. Andy? No, she's my girl. Lay off. No, you get Sherilyn. I don't want Sherilyn. She's a little too loopy for me. Oh, then I'll take Sherilyn. Okay, you can have Sherilyn. I actually don't. We shouldn't be talking about it like this. This feels gross. Talking about who we can and cannot have. I actually don't want want either of them because they're fictional characters in the show. You've had crushes on fictional people before. 
I have a crush on every fictional character. First fictional character you had a crush on. Number one, I know what it is for you. Adolf Hitler. Moving on. No, it's not. It's the B from the B movie, but not, not Barry B. Benson, the nerdy one. I don't have time to unpack that. Um, no, 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 no. You just like dildos. At the Anyway, Andy shows up. Bopper hides. I killed Austin. He's actually getting up and leaving. This is a very sexually charged episode, and I don't think my dad's going to enjoy listening to it on the car ride home on the wintry highway. He said it's okay if you like boys. Do you want me to? Yeah, he did, but I don't think he meant it. <laughs> Do you want me to give a very poetic story? No. Um, and then <laughs> uh, Shelly lies to Andy, says she heard Leo talking to. I wrote Andy in my notes, but what I meant to write was Jacques. Um, you know, they're just setting Leo up so that he can, you know, get his shit kicked in by the cops. Um, then Andy leaves. Then uh, she gets a call from Leo. Just Leo, Leo thinks. Who gives a shit? Uh, then we cut to Big Ed's. Big Ed, my boy, who's cheating on his wife, which I don't approve of. And Norma shows up. Big, big into putting down cheaters. Putting down. Like emotionally stepping on them. Okay, not like killing them no i just i i'm i'm opposed to it i'm not opposed to open relationships i'm opposed to cheating it's different it's very different i would know yeah there's no backstory to why i'm opposed to it i just think it's a moral issue and so instantly when a character in a tv show is cheating on their partner i less i like them a lot less norma meets up with ed's gas farm she tells him about the fact that hank's uh, on parole now and uh Ed says he can't leave Nadine because Nadine is quote unquote unwell. Thoughts? Um, well, she's very clearly a little. If it was, if this show was set in the in the in a time period before the time period it's set in, she would probably, 1990. She would probably get a lobotomy, is what I'm saying. Earlier, you mean not after? Yeah, earlier. Uh, they would probably put an ice pick in her eye. They go through the nose. Yeah, I know, but they go like behind the eye. Eh, okay. Um, I also want to point out that uh, we watch this with subtitles. I don't know why. I watch everything with subtitles because I have a very little brain. and it, Well, no, I have a normal-sized brain. It just can't process information normally. That's valid. Anyway, uh, when Norma and Ed are talking there, uh, it says sentimental country music playing, Which and it's the fucking just, Twin it, Peaks yeah, theme. It's just the theme. And they were like, it's it's sentimental and it's country, and it's neither of those things. Yeah. Um Put some goddamn respect on the instrumental Maybe. version of Falling by Julie Cruz and Angelo Badalamenti. Like, it sounds a little sentimental, but I wouldn't say country. No. Anyway, we're at <laughs> probably, uh, I think, your actual favorite. Yeah, I, I see speaking. It's okay. Hello? Hello? Yeah, there we go. Anyway, probably at. Uh, what I believe is actually your favorite scene. I know, th- I know there's another scene that's like you're really happy about. There's another scene where I got out of my seat and audibly cheered and put my fists in the air. No, this was the one that uh, gave you... Oh, the Sherilyn Fenn one. Yes, Audrey at Horns talking to uh, like the boss there, Emery Battings, that's his name. Thoughts I, think that? I, I think that's a fine name, but I think I can remember word for word what happened in the scene. Uh, he wants her to start out. It does feel like a porno. Yeah, it's very sexually charged, and she does something that... Um... It was odd sitting in the room with you for this one. Yeah. I got a little. I crossed my legs like a little, little shy maiden, and then I went. 
and I'm used to uh, it still, but I still, it was uh, uncomfortable yeah, in a yeah. good way, though, I guess, technically. Uh, he wants her to start out at the wrapping department. She says, I literally just wrote a very simple note, actually, which is just she seduces him into giving her a potion, a position at the perfume counter. But there's a bit more to that. Do you want me to say what, I have, what the dialogue that I remember is? Sure, go for it. Uh, I remember at the very end, I don't remember most of it, but I remember at the very very end, she goes, and what do you say? And he goes, yes. And then she goes, yes, what? And then I thought for sure he was going to go, yes, sir, and then bite her finger. But he just said, yes, Miss Horn. And it was, the uh, it was, I wasn't horny at all uh, ever in my life because I'm a son of God, but it was very sexually charged in my um, um my first thought, uh, this is a little inside joke for one of our listeners potentially, is should I have a boner right now? And I did. You should and you did. Yeah. Actually, I think I gained an extra two inches for the first time in my life. Yeah, it'll do that, this show. Um, the more you understand it, the bigger it gets. The bigger my penis gets? Yeah. My penis doesn't really need understanding. Um, well, no, the, the more you understand the show. The more, the more horny I get? No, the bigger penis gets. Scientific. Look up the... It's actually called the Rule 34. If you look up Twin Peaks Rule 34, you'll know what I mean. Okay, I should look that up now? Yeah. On air? Okay. Get ready. Uh, This this could go very interesting. I need you to vamp for me. Yeah, I'll vamp for you by actually talking about the episode. (laughs) I think that works. Um, Let me go to James and Donna, who gives a shit. Oh, right. Uh, James tells Donna the truth. They meet in a gazebo. Interesting place to meet. Uh, I've been in a gazebo before. They're fun, actually, for dates. Anyway, James tells Donna that James's dad ran out when he was young. His uh, mom can't cope, so she just drinks and constantly goes out of town. And uh, 34. Um, and uh, she just goes and sleeps with men and uh, drinks. Go to images. Okay, no, he's on the website. Well, that was porn. D- do you not know what rule 34 is? No, I actually have no idea what it is, and now I do. Rule 34 is like a joke. Okay. Uh, rule 34 is a joke thing where it's a rule on the internet that if there a thing exists, there is porn of it. You could have told me to go into incognito. I thought you knew. I had no idea what rule 30... I'm not that much of a dirty por- por- porno boy. I'm sorry. I, I straight up, I like, it's not even like a porn thing. You just, like, you just know that. I'm sorry. I thought well, you knew. As soon as I opened the, the tab, it was just violent anal. Yeah. All right. Right. I didn't realize that's what I was going to see today. I wasn't, I don't watch pornography because I'm a good boy. Not that watching pornography makes you a bad boy. I just don't partake because I'm a son of God. Anyway, uh, we go back to Jacques Renault's place. And in one of his little cabinets, there's a picture of a cabin with red drapes, which connects to Cooper's dream, obviously. That was a red room with red drapes, if you remember that. Red room! Red room! That's a different thing, but yes. <laughs> um, do you know what that is? It's from The Shining. Do you, do you know what it is, though? It's from The Shining. It's murder backwards. Isn't that clever? Yes. Isn't Stephen King the smartest man you know? I, I know personally. Uh, no, n- like you've ever heard of. Well, I could be him. But you do know him personally, right? Yeah. Noah's dream is to play uh, Mr. King. That's his formal title. Dr. King in a... Doctor. He is not a doctor. He's a doctor of horror. Dr. King in a biopic. I want to play Stephen King in a biopic. If you follow me at Obi-Noah Kenobi 
on Instagram, you can see I have a saved list of it's right next to all the saved thirst traps I have on my Instagram account. Check those out too. They're pretty good. I'm not encouraging the use of cocaine or abusing substances. I'm actually discouraging it actively because it's a horrible thing to do. But to uh, properly portray Dr. King, I think you would have to spend a couple, isn't it like a decade? And I think your wife has to come pretty close to leaving you over cocaine specifically. I can swing that. Uh, my wife already left me. Yeah, uh, sorry to hear about that. Uh, I got you, buddy. Don't worry. We'll get married next week. Um, but yeah, and then I think you have to write a story about a girl getting tampons thrown in her. Yeah. Um, Flesh World uh, has a pic of a woman uh, right next to red drapes. And Cooper's like, oh, that's clearly lore because in my dream, lore was in a room with red drapes, whatever, whatever. You know, the man knows how to do it. Then we cut to the double R. Hank's playing music. Uh, Maddie meets up with Donna and Frank. Frank, of course, being Frankenstein, of course, being sometimes in some circles very rarely known as James Hurley. Usually he goes by Frank, though, um, which is, of course, short for Frankenstein. And then she agrees to help them find out the truth about lore, whatever that means. Um, okay, that's an interesting point, Mr. Austin. I don't know quite what you mean by that. Okay, we're back. Don't worry about what all that was. We were fighting. We got really mad at each other. We actually, the podcast is ending after this episode. Yep, tune in next week. Yeah, we're recording two episodes today. Yeah, anyway. Um, Hank was listening to them the entire time and playing with his little domino, which I know yeah. kind of sounds like a euphemism. But it's not, because his domino is huge, and you can tell from looking at him. No, that's an average-sized domino. You've seen his domino? He plays with his domino all the time. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant his ding-a-ling. No. Okay. Okay. I thought we were doing a little, little, little. Get your mind out of the gutter. Hank uh, talks. Impossible. Hank talks to Norma. I'm Granny. Anyway. I'm Granny Norma. I'm old and I have gray hair. I remember when trees were everywhere. And you didn't have to pay for air. So I say, let it grow. Let, let it, it die. Grow, let, let it die. die. Let it shrivel up and come I think on, this is cop. I think that's copyright. Oh, because of the voice? Because I did such a good impression? No, just the lyrics. Uh, I think we're good. If people are interested by the the Lorax, like the Illumination version, they should look up the song um, "Biggering." That is B I G G E R I N G. It was the original version of How Bad Can I Be? And it's way better. It's like a rock opera song and it slaps. How bad I, I, I can I be? Okay, that I definitely is. I don't want to get. I don't want to get copyrights. I don't think we can. I think it's only if we play the actual song. No, it's if you sing you it. You can post covers on the internet. Well, no, it depends. Sometimes they still get you. We can Google it later, but I think we're safe. I'm never safe. Well, you're safe right now, buddy. I actually always practice safe sex. I'm always safe. Yeah, yeah. We've had a discussion about that. We've had. I've had to give you the talk multiple times. I always practice safe sex as well. I don't have sex. He doesn't have sex, boys. I don't believe in it. He doesn't believe in it. Uh, anyway, uh, Norma gets Hank to wash dishes. Good for her. Then, the whole Briggs family. They're at therapy. Yep, they are. Together, as a group. They, they all need it. It's a little shindig. That group needs it. Yeah, big time. Very bad. Um, 
they're talking to Jacoby, who's very irreverent as a doctor. Who would have thought? Him. We love him. We actually, I don't love him, but he has great, like he's, his style is what I want to be when I'm a creepy 60-year-old man. And he's good in this scene. Yeah, and he's great in this scene. And his earrings, beautiful. His drip, immaculate. Yeah, his ability to somehow put a golf ball through his ear and out his mouth blows my mind every time. Just two golf balls. Scares me, though. Okay. Where did it go? I know it was two golf balls, but where'd the first one go? It didn't go in his ear. In his sleeve. What? In his sleeve. Then we, there would be a bulge in his sleeve. I didn't see a bulge. He had baggy sleeves. Yeah, but you would still... You know what I mean? He'd still see something. Well, if you're a practiced magician and you're good at it... <sighs> besides, you're too distracted by the fact that the ball went into his ear, quote-unquote, that you're not thinking to look for a bulge. Yeah, but like now I am, and I've rewatched the scene. No, you have. Yeah, on YouTube, I rewatched the scene. No, you have not. Yes, I did. You I hate there. magic tricks. Why would you because watch that? Because after re-listening to our podcast, which I do, because I want to get those numbers up, because I'm hoping to get paid for this eventually. We gotta inflate those numbers. We gotta inflate those numbers on our own, because <laughs> that's sad. Because uh, nobody here likes us. Yeah, because nobody likes us, including my girlfriend, mother, and father, um, and sister. Uh, nobody will listen to the show. I've bagged multiple people. My girlfriend listened to this, uh-huh. and now she's not my girlfriend anymore. Tragic. I'm sorry. Unrelated. Yeah, unrelated. <laughs> no, actually, I was saying as a joke, but unrelated. That is the reason. Yeah, I, I think go- so. I gossiped with her about it. That is the reason. Yes, definitely. Um, where are we, gang? We really <laughs> brought the mood down. Oh, Briggs therapy. Jacoby gets uh, the two the two parents to leave. Yep. The major and whatever the hell the wife's name is. I'm sorry, she's not much of a character. I'm not trying to be mean. Then he just talks to my boy Bopper, and my boy Bopper cries a lot. This was your favorite scene. No, my favorite scene is near the end because somebody gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was your second favorite scene. Third favorite. Uh, I would say second. I like this more than the. Okay, I liked the dialogue and acting a lot. Like I wasn't just horny in the Sherilyn Fenn scene. It was it was less that I was horny and more that I was like, this is great. It's so like it pulls me in. Like I I can I feel like I'm in the room right now watching this girl be super weird with this old man and this old man loves it. And I like that the dialogue is so realistic to what would happen if that was a real thing, because normally in this show, the dialogue is so god awful and not realistic of what people would say. It's like Riverdale in that aspect, but a much better show than Riverdale. But it's like it's dialogue that it feels like a computer made it up. And this scene, the dialogue, that scene, not this scene that we're about to talk about, the scene where she's seducing the old man, that felt what it would be like if a 18-year-old girl was seducing a dirty old man. Yes, indeed. Uh, I wrote down here, uh, first off, Jacoby goes in. I underlined the word in yeah. on, a, on, on a bopper. I don't know why I wrote a bopper. Which, it's the, the bopper. You, the way you wrote that sounds a little bit um, confusing. More so the I the way I'm reading it sounds yeah, more like sexual. He no, and not sexual. Like he goes into a bopper, like a bopper is, yeah, a, yeah. is a device. I, I mean, he's like going in on bopper. Yeah, he's destroying bopper emotionally. Yes, because my 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 next note is Jacoby reads bopper the fuck down. Yeah, which she does. Yeah, he um, nails bopper. He actually is a great therapist. I think he gets bopper to admit that Laura wanted to die. Yep, which is sad. And Bopper uh, says that Laura just wanted to hurt him, and she got off on hurting people. And then Bopper cries, yeah, and it's and he, beautiful. He says, uh, Laura made him sell the drugs so she could take the drugs. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, which I like that a lot. Every time this, we watch an episode of this show, it gets way better. 
and I almost feel like it would be better if they had condensed it and cut all of the shit that I thought was stupid and just had all of this unravel in six episodes. <laughs> Wait till we get to season two. Is season two better or is it worse? It's uh, about like three times right as long. And does it need to be three times as long? Nope. Okay. I'm excited. There's some fun stuff there. There is some... There is a thing in like the quote unquote slog of season two that is genuinely one of my favorite storylines. It's so ridiculous. Who's involved? What characters? Ben Horn. Ben Horn and who? It's mostly just Ben Horn. Okay. I'm excited. It's very good. Does Ben Horn go to jail? I can't tell you. That's one of my predictions. I think by the end of the series, Ben Horn will go to jail, not for murder, but for owning a brothel. Because he owns one at Jack's, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think he's going to go to jail. For a lot of things. Also, arson. He's plotting arson, which I forgot about until this very second <laughs> that he's plotting arson. And he owns a brothel. And he par- probably is involved with the murder of the girl, Laura, but I don't think he's the one who did it. Because we know he's involved with Leo Johnson. Or Leo Johnson? We know he's... A- I had to double check the name there because I never remember. And with Hank. Who's Hank? Norma's husband. Norma's husband. I thought you meant... Oh, Hank, the Domino guy, Hank. Yes, 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 Patrick Swayze. Mr. Domino himself. Patrick Swayze. Can we can we just call him Mr. Domino? We can call him Patrick Swayze Harrison Ford Domino Man. Mr. Domino works for me, though, as a short form. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Mr. Domino is my father. Call me Patrick Swayze Harrison Ford <laughs> Domino. Domino. <laughs> I call him that because he looks like those two characters, mer- char- people. Those two characters from real life. Those two characters from real life. Uh, is anything real, or do we live in a in a story? That gets covered in this show, actually, so get hyped. Really? I'm, I am hyped. We get metaphysical towards the end. Mm. Um, you know what my favorite metaphysical thing is? Come. The, that some people believe that nothing is real and it only exists as long as we're in the same room as it. Interesting. Like, if you can't see it, it's not there. Do you know about a... Oh, God, what's it called? Like, Raccool's Basilisk or something like that? No, what is that? Uh, It's the type of thing... <laughs> Well, if I tell you, you're in on it. This is a weird... Okay, this is a tangent. Okay, tell me. Um, I want to be in on it. Let me... We got time. Okay, well, no, because the, the idea is if it's real and I tell you what it is, you're dead. I'm okay with that. Is how it works. You're okay. <laughs> yeah, I consent. Okay. Um, let me look, uh, uh, it's something basilisk. Roko, that's what it is. Roko. Yeah, Roko's Basilisk is a thought experiment which states that an otherwise benevolent artificial superintelligence in the future would be incentivized to create a virtual reality simulation to torture anyone who knew of its potential existence but did not directly contribute to its advancement or development. Okay, I'm down with knowing about that. Is there more that I can learn? Uh, Yeah, there's like more articles you could read on it. Can we dedicate an episode of the podcast to that? No. A future one? No. In between seasons? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, anyway, the reason I know about that other thing that I mentioned where if something's not real, if you can't see it, is because when I was a kid, my mom would go in my room and clean it for me. I think I might be making this up. Genuinely don't know what's real and what's not. My mom would go in my room and clean my room and she would move things so they're not where I left them. And then I would ask her why they uh, moved and then she would go, because you weren't in the room, so they didn't exist anymore. Okay. Uh, the boys go on a camping trip. Yes, they go on a camping trip. Because they're trying to find the cabin. For some reason, the doctor's with them. He does nothing. Mm-hmm. But he's there. He's present. With a huge-ass walking stick. Yeah, giant. And he's just walking along with them. Camping. Yeah. And then we get to the drapes. 
You know who would love that huge walking stick? Who? Diane. Diane. Who's a dog? Because she likes sticks. Oh, I get it. Why do you got to ruin Diane by saying she's a dog? I'm a dog. Fans of the show will know that I own three cats. Two now. Three when we started. Uh, no, actually two. Two. We, we, we had two, then three, then two. No, we had three. No, we started with two. Oh, the show, yeah. The show yeah. had two, then three. In then the past two. year, I've had... I've had uh, three, and then two, and then three, because my bro- okay, the first one is my sister's cat when I lived at home, and then I had two when I moved out, which are my cats, and then my brother's cat I was taking care of for a couple months, and then my brother took his cat back, and then I was taking care of two again, which were my cats, and then I got my brother's cat again, and then I went back down to two, and now we're at two, and we're hoping we won't go more than that. Yeah, yeah. or less story. than that, hopefully, for a little bit. For, for at least another like decade, yeah, hopefully. Hoping for it. I love them both. They're my own. I'm I'm their uncle. Yeah, they're your. Uncle. Well, I'm their uncle. They're your uncle. Uh, this is a little Spy Kids 3D reference for all of you. I'm not going to talk about I that because we'd actually. We, we talked about that in the last episode. But if we actually get talking about Spy Kids, I won't be able to stop. Um, God damn it. That's okay. Can we please talk about it real brief? No, I I can't be brief. We'd need to, we'd need to do the whole series. Uh, anyway. Uh, they find a cabin. It's not the cabin they're looking for. It's the log lady's cabin. Yeah. And she wants them to go inside the cabin because the owls won't see them in their <laughs> thoughts. Every time the log lady speaks, they get a headache. Interesting. Thoughts on the fact that she doesn't want the owls. I thought that was really weird because I, but I feel like, okay, she's crazy. We know that. I feel like she just thinks that the owls are robots and they're watching. She also says something weird like uh, the fish aren't running. I don't know what that means, but I think that's a fun phrase. I think that she's just crazy. I'm going to say the fish aren't running. Ah, man. The fish. They aren't running. Uh, anyway, she says they're two days late. Yep. Like the group of men. They're two days late. She thinks she's a psychic, right? She says the log saw something. Oh, okay. So she thinks she's a psychic and gets her powers from the log. No, her log saw something. Her log is a psychic and communicates exclusively with her? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. She says some interesting stuff, like how, uh... How fire is the devil. Yep. Thoughts. Well, because like hell is... Okay, I've been saying I'm a godly child a lot during this episode. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. But uh, when I was a little boy in Catholic school, they told us that if we misbehaved and uh, or if we doubted the word of God, that they would send us to a fiery pit to burn in hell. And I think she was referencing hell. Uh, her husband was a logger. Okay, that makes sense. And that's why she has a log, because her husband is dead. That's the last thing he cut. Yep. And he died the true? day after their wedding. Is that true? He died the day after the wedding. The log thing, is that true? Uh, I don't think they... Oh, it's implied. Okay, cool. He died the day after their, their wedding. All we know is they get married, he's a logger, he dies, and then she's log lady at some point uh, eventually yeah. between then and the show. I have a question. Yeah. Did she kill her husband? I don't know. They don't explain how her husband died? I believe he's in a fire or some sort of okay. logging accident. And that's why she thinks fire is the devil. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Okay. And so fire is the devil is a reference to how they're going to burn down the, the whatever it's called, mill? Is it a mill? Yeah. Okay. So she's referencing the fact that they are, in fact, well, going to burn down. I don't know if she's referencing that, but, you know, it's uh, probably intentional on the part of the writers, I'd right. say. Right. Okay. Uh, and is Log Lady in the return? I'm not gonna say. Is she a relevant character very much? I'm not gonna tell you anybody well, the status of anyone. She's in all of the recaps, right? Yes. For every episode in the first two seasons. 
Yes. Which implies to me that she lives beyond the first two seasons. I don't know. Because she's able to recap them. But it also tells me that she's going to be a very important character in the future because she's important enough that uh, David Lynch decided to make her do all the recaps. So if she doesn't end up being an important person, I'm going to be very mad. I don't think you're even going to remember this vow of yours. I don't really remember anything. Exactly. I forgot that I... Apparently now I like the green letters, which in my brain I strongly disagree with. Uh, The log uh, saw two men and two girls... The night Laura died. Owls were near. There's those owls again. Which two men do you think it was? I don't know which two men it was. I'm guessing it was Leo and one of the French dudes. But the two girls were Ronette and Laura. Yeah, one would presume. And then another man, a third man, Leo Johnson, passes by. Wait, I already said Leo Johnson. Okay, the third man is Mr. Horn. Interesting. Am I right? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, Then they heard like the... uh, log her to scream or whatever mm-hmm. anyway they leave uh there was also a whole scene with cookies or whatever i don't really care um that was a funny part though but it didn't really add anything to the episode so i understand why you don't care yeah it was she pretty offers, good i have to be the tight ass she so offers I some cookies someone says no and then truman goes what kind i think if i can remember no hawk says what kind of cookies oh, okay it was hawk okay yeah but it was funny it was pretty good uh she also slaps cooper for trying to take the cookies too early yeah because she's kind of uh unhinged as we mentioned but in a fun way. In a fun way. Not like uh, Eddie, Eddie's uh, wife, who's just unhinged in a scary way. Yeah. Um, then they uh, find the the actual cabin. Inside, they find uh, the red bird wall. Red drapes. Wal- oh. Red drapes. And the bird waldo. And the bird wall. Waldo. 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 Owned by Jacques Renault. Yep. Um, who they were looking for in the last, was it the last episode they were looking for? Yep. Yeah. And Lucy was like, I found a dog named Arnold. Um, and then Did the, I nail her voice? Yeah, that's pretty close. They yeah, all, let me do it again. I found a dog named Arnold. That's way more off than it is. Oh. I found a dog named Arnold. No, I can't get it to the right, uh, like, yeah, highness. Yeah, the right pitch, yeah. Um, they, uh, um, 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 this is better than dead air, right? Just saying, um, no, a bunch it's of not. It's way worse. I know. I'm you the one who has to cut them out painstakingly. Do you need me to goof around for a little bit? Uh, just vamp while I remember. No, I, mean, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. When they're coming in, music's playing. This is sick. And we find out they actually hear the music because it's playing on a record player near them. Yeah. And Cooper stops it and he looks up and he's like, Coopy. where music is always playing in the air because yeah. that's what Laura, we found a Dream record Laura the other day. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, we did find a record. Who was it? Again? Pretty good. Let me go get it real quick. Yeah. There, vamp. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vamp by, again, just talking about the show <laughs> because that's how I vamp. Uh, they then find also some twine and some other stuff. All right, enough about Twin Peaks. Uh, the other day when we watched this episode, Mr. Brown and I found an album called Herb Alpert's Tijuana Brass, Volume 2, and it's one of the best things we've ever listened to, and since the other day, without you, I'm sorry, I've listened to it four times. Yeah, and I came in today, and I didn't say anything, but I kind of wanted to ask if we could listen to Herb Alpert's Tijuana Brass. We can listen after, uh, well, no, we can listen after we're done recording two episodes minimum. Yeah, okay. Um, then we, uh, the, there's like a little cuckoo clock they have in the cabin and they play with it and it opens up in a piece, uh, a poker chip falls out missing the J, which of course the J was found in Laura's stomach a couple episodes mm. ago. And the poker chip is of course from one eyed Jacks. You know it. My, my one eyed friend. We love one eyed Jack. We sure do. Then the, 
Not really. It's a brothel. Yeah. I'm generally opposed to brothels unless they're run by the the uh, sex workers. Mm. Well, there's Blackie. Who? She was there. Oh, the main one? Yeah. Yeah, but does she own it? She's like uh, the madam. Yeah, but she doesn't own it. Mm. It's not really she's girl bossing, though. Yeah, she's girl bossing, but I mean like... uh. Like where the sex workers own it, and no, unless it's a a male brothel or a male and fe- female brothel, uh, uh, unless like it's owned by the women who work there. Anyway, there's a gall at the Great Northern for the Icelandic people. Yep. Uh, Jerry's flirting with. Very fun. It is so much fun. Leland, uh, can I say what Leland does? Leland, my favorite Leland. 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 It's like Disneyland. Leland. Uh, Leland does his little famous uh, somebody dance with me thing again and then Mr. Horn right Mr. Horn my buddy you always call him Mr. Horn just say Ben no Mr. Horn uh, goes for God's sake can somebody dance with him right well no uh, and we're jumping ahead a bit here because Leland does show up but Catherine wants to talk to Ben uh, so like Catherine Martell uh, we know her we love her Pete Smith yeah, yeah. Um, Audrey listens in on them and oh, right. Catherine, for one thing, smacks Ben Horn four times in a row. Yeah. One of which is crazy. after he says, are you done? And then she smacks him again, which is pretty good. Which was great. Some parts of the show, I'm like, that's amazing. And some parts of the show, I'm like, I wish they would stop making. I wish like like in the past they had uh, gotten to this episode and the David Lynch was just like, well, that's it. Well, uh, I'm done here. It's a uh, Friday afternoon. It's Friday once again. Uh, ben and Kathy make out. That was pretty good, I feel like. Yeah, that was a pretty good impression. Thank you. I got the words wrong, as I always do. That's life. Ta- they talk about burning the mill down, too. Uh, I like, and then um, I like your red scrolly thing on your mouse. Oh, my mouse wheel. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a very nice wheel for mice. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. You're welcome. I just noticed I had to interrupt the show because I'm not a professional and pointed it out. Yeah, I'm not a professional either. We're fine. We're not. We need to be making money to be professional. Yeah. Have you ever uh, read the Tale of the Despero? No, and I'm not going to let you get any words in edgewise here. Can I'm I just saying. I'm just sure if you want to. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, one more night. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then the mill burns down. Yeah, which is very exciting for me because I can't wait for the devil to consume it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then we get a great sign, a great line rather from Pete Martell. I believe you asked me. Yes, you did want me to write this down, mm-hmm. right? Because this is what it was. Pete Martell. Yep, Petey. Mr. She's Dead. She's Dead. Wrapped. She's Dead. Wrapped in plastic. Yeah, that's pretty good. He's talking to one of the Icelandic people. <laughs> yeah, There's a fish in the percolator. There was a fish in the percolator. Um, He's talking to one of the Icelandic investors. And he says, and please let me say all of this without interrupting, I beg of you. He says, your entire country is above the timber line. And you told me to write that down. And then write, told me to write right under that. Austin admits he likes the show. Oh, yeah. That was the mo- the first moment, I think, in history. Other than, like, I've said on the show, okay, I think I'm starting to like it now. But I, during the, uh, watching the show, I always go, wow, I fucking hate this. Why are we doing this? I don't like this show. This is the first time in history uh, in all six episodes where I've turned to Noah and been like, okay, you are right. I'm enjoying this. Your entire... <laughs> anyway, music starts playing. 
Leland starts crying and dancing, doing his you know, somebody dance with me thing. Oh, he's a little piss baby. Yeah, and then uh, my boy Mr. Horn goes, for God's sake, dance with him to Catherine. He tells Catherine, and then Catherine starts dancing with him. And I love this scene. This might be my second, my actual second favorite. It alternates. I always say something's my favorite. I don't actually have favorite things. I just pick whatever I'm thinking of at that time. And I'm like, I love that. Uh, she starts dancing with him, and then everyone starts dancing. And I thought that was great. Yeah, and Leland starts like grabbing his head, and then Catherine starts like copying it, yeah. like trying to pretend it's a dance move. It's really well done. Then. It's almost like this it is actually, a good show or something. It also, like, for the most evil characters in the show, other than the actual criminals, it was, like, they're criminals in the plan- sense that they're planning arson, but it was actually weirdly sweet of her, considering what an awful person she's presented to be, to entertain his delusions like that. Yeah, and then we cut to uh, the Palmer household, because... a question? Personal or business? Uh, business. Does Catherine have a redemption arc? I can't tell you. Okay, because I actually... You know I cannot tell you any uh, Twin okay. Peaks spoilers. Well, this episode, she I, I like I started to like her a little bit in this episode. That's interesting. Noted. Uh, Maddie calls Donna because she found a cassette tape in Laura's room. Mm-hmm. So they're planning to meet up, have a little girls' night with James there. Ugh. Ugh, when James interrupts girls' nights, we've all been there. Me when Frankenstein interrupts the girls' night. <laughs> Me when uh, the wife of Frankenstein just tries to have a girl night, and then his, her damn boyfriend, young Frankenstein, who's also her son, interrupts. No, the son of Frankenstein is yeah. different from young Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Sorry. Doesn't matter. I was hoping for a little bit of Freudian action there, but that's fine. I can give you some Freudian action. Does your mom listen to this? She doesn't know this exists. Nobody in my family does. My brother only knows because you looked him dead in the eye when you met him and said, listen to our podcast. And he gave me a look with the most shit-eating grin on his face. I'm a genius marketer. (laughs) I'm good at what I do. I walk up to everyone and I go, listen to my podcast. And then I get them to scan a QR code I have saved on my phone. It's actually tattooed on your nipple. (laughs) Right. There's too many bumps on my nipple. It's on my ass cheek. Right. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say something important. Family. Go ahead. I was gonna. I forget. Whether my mom listens to this show. Yes. Right. My mom listens. I. My mom doesn't listen to this show. I checked with her today because I was trying to get people to listen because I need money desperately because I'm starving. Uh, and uh, that's uh, that's. uh, And then she said, "No, I haven't listened to it. Have you listened to my podcast?" And I said, "No, mom, I haven't listened to your podcast, and I'm not going to. Can you listen to my podcast? Because she follows the podcast, but she doesn't listen to it. I didn't know your mom had a podcast. My mom has like twenty podcasts, but I just Just like me. I just think it's bad uh, etiquette to follow a podcast and never listen to a single minute of it." Yep, you're right. Especially when it's your son. Because at least I'm upfront about the fact that I'll never listen to her podcast. And actually, I have listened to one of her podcasts because I used to edit it in high school. So I think she uh, she should listen to Peaked. We uh, cut, anyway, to... Uh, especially. Ju- especially because I shout her out so much on the show and so lovingly. Yeah, truly. Then we go to Josie. And she's talking to Ben Horn. She is talking to Benny Boy. Because as you remember, the plan was Catherine and Ben would cut would like screw Josie over. Yeah. Using insurance or whatever. Or so we but thought. He's talking. They're actually working together. I do think they make out. I might be misremembering that. I think you are misremembering because I hope she doesn't do that to my boy Truman, who I still hate, but he's growing on me as well as this show. Um but she is smoking a cigarette uh from one of those cool lady lady cigarette holders that are rad. Yeah. Yeah, like Cruella. The French things. Yeah. They feel French anyway. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the Johnson household because Leo shows up in his truck or his red car 
and he just grabs some big old cans of gasoline. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, out of the shadows, what's this? It's him. It's Mr. Domino himself. He grabs Leo by the collar and knees him in the stomach and shoves him on the ground and gets mad at him for like essentially like taking over, I guess, what Hank's business was as a local Local hired thug. Because he was like, uh, I hired you to watch the business, not take it. Yeah. That's that's what he said, right? And, And there weren't like... Leo's the one who got the high schoolers involved, too, I believe. Right, and uh, Hank's against that, because Hank has some morals. Not a lot, but some. And then uh, Leo goes inside after getting beat up. He angry. Uh, he pushes Shelly over and on the this ground. This is my favorite part of the episode, because Shelly pulls out a Glock, and she shoots that fucking loser. And then I got up, and I went, Woo! Very loudly. He did. And, I, th- and that is the moment Austin became Twin Peaks' number one fan. Number two I've since watched every episode, and I know has not. I know everything about this show, and it's my new favorite. And Game what of what kind of dog breed is Diane? Then? Just wait a minute. And Game of Thrones can go fuck itself. That show sucks ass, and I would never like that show. But Twin Peaks, that shit fucking slaps. Fuck Leo Johnson in his stupid little boy shorts. I'm so glad that loser got shot by my girl Alice Cooper's mom. No, Alice Cooper. Then we go to Betty Cooper's mom. Yes, we go to Cooper. In the Great Northern, he's going to go into his room, but he realizes his door is open, so he sneaks in. He sneaks into his room with his pistol out. Yep. He turns on the light, and it's Audrey under the covers, very she, naked. Wait, and she and she says, "Please let me stay here." Well, no, she says, "Don't make me leave." Uh, and why, that's the end of the episode. Why thoughts on the episode? My thoughts are, why can't I just do one right thing? My thoughts on the episode. <laughs> I thought it was good. Okay. It actually is the first episode I was fully engrossed in and liked every second of it. And I was fully engrossed in it, and I tried to do schoolwork during it at some point, and I couldn't because I had to pay attention because I was so sucked in. He was getting sucked. And if every episode after this isn't better than this one, I'm going to be real upset. Um, Highlight of the episode. When uh, Leo Johnson gets stupid little boy short wearing ass shot. Not mentioning the ponytail? Yeah, I, I wore a ponytail for a long time, so I don't care about that. Okay. Uh, low light. Low light of the episode. Hard it, choice. It is a hard choice. I'm going to say the log lady segment because I just don't uh, like her. Interesting. Uh, then some other questions, of course. Most important question is what kind of dog breed is Diane? Diane's not a dog or I won't like this show anymore. What kind of dog breed is Diane? I hope she's a dead dog if she's a dog. If she is a dog, what kind of dog breed would you she be, do you think? A poodle. No, I take it back. Dash hound. No, Rottweiler. One of those is very accurate. Did you know I actually like Rottweilers a lot? No, I didn't know that. I don't like dogs because so they scare me, but the only dog of uh, that doesn't scare me is the dog most people are scared of, and I love Rottweilers because my sister has one. His name is Rolo, and he's the sweetest boy ever, and he always snuggles me, and I pat his little head, and then- I like- um, Let me finish. One time when I was 15, I was staying at our house, and um, I was snuggling him, and he was being my little buddy. And then he started um, uh, humping me, and everyone sat there and laughed. And um, ever since, I've been on a plan to uh, eradicate dogs. Are you done? <coughs> yep. I like huskies and labradors. Oh, wait. I also like huskies. Labskies are great. I don't know what that is, but... It's uh, a Labrador-Husky mix. I had a golden retriever named Rosie, and while she wasn't my favorite thing in the world, she was sweet, um, and I don't hate her. Uh, who do you think killed Laura Palmer? 
at this point. There's a lot, somehow more contestants. Hank was in jail. I thought, I think, currently think. So not him. I don't think it was Dr. Jacoby. I don't think it was Truman. I do think that it was probably still Leo or Bobby. Okay. Because Bobby in this episode uh, explains a lot of his hate for Laura. And I think that something along the lines of, I think he, like she might have asked him to kill her. And then he couldn't do it himself, so he hired Leo. And that's just a batshit crazy theory based on his little uh, crying monologue. But I don't know if it's true, but I hope so. Okay, interesting. And what do you think will happen next time on episode six, also known as Realization Time? Um, well, I know they don't find out who the killer is because you told me that happens eight episodes into season two. But I think they're going to find out more about the killer. Okay, excellent. And also, I think that the the they're going to either burn the mill down or someone's going to stop the mill from being burned down. It's going to be me. No, you weren't alive yet. Don't lie. Yeah, I was. No, you weren't. Neil Cooper, remember? No, you're not. Kyle McLaughlin. So Dale Cooper stops the mill from being burned down? You told me you wouldn't spoil anything. Though. I'm not. <sighs> you just say things. Diane's actually a cat. Oh, I would love if Diane was a cat. This episode's over, guys. This episode's over. And not fast enough. Here's what we learned. Let me recover. Let me. Here's what we learned in this week. Top three lessons from today's episode. Top three lessons that you all need to remember for First, next. It will be on the quiz next yeah. week. Personal revelations about Austin. When I was six, uh, Michael Jackson died, and someone spilt my Gatorade on the ground, and that deeply traumatized. And now I don't let people touch my drinks, except for when I share milkshakes with my girlfriend, because she's real nice. Uh, that's number one. Remember it? It will be word for word on the quiz. Number two is that uh, uh, in high school, women refused to date me because their dads thought I was uh, a little, little bit too. I had a little bit too much of the tism, which, you know, there's no such thing. Uh, I I have a touch of the tism, which I don't think is too much, and I don't think any amount is too much. But uh, their dads called me the arsler. Uh, third thing you need to remember is uh, I like boys and girls, and my dad approves. Apparently, my dad wants me to suck cock and eat pussy, and that's the three things that you need to write word for word. Also, my dad uh, is hopefully listening to this because he promised me he would. And dad, if you are listening, I just want you to text me and say, um, "Slugger, champ." kiddo i'm glad that you suck dick and eat pussy just don't do it at the same time because threesomes are an abomination in my eyes word for word and that's baseball folks see you see you next week austin's really wanting this mic see you next week we're doing we're gonna be doing another riverdale episode it's been enough time you've earned it you folks have been good enough you've been good to us austin really uh, yeah, you can follow us at Instagram at Peak Media Pod, and you can uh, Twitter. Fuzzy. <laughs> fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy. Was he? He was. My dad has. My dad. My uh, my dad. I don't think my dad has any strong feelings about threesomes. Um, but um, uh, I lied. Sorry, Dad. Please don't um disown me. <laughs> Nerd. Anyway. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at, at oh, he's doing it again. <laughs> he's following us at, uh, on Twitter at uh, Twitter at uh, um, I don't know Peak Media Pod or some shit. I don't know. See you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. My dad fucks. Goodbye.